The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Stupid heater! Don't make me come in there! Why do you always wait until Christmas Eve to do your shopping? The crowds are just beastly! You know me, Marge. I crave the hustle and bustle. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to December 23rd, which means three things. One, it's two days till Christmas. Two, it's my cousin Rick's birthday. And three, it's a Yuletide TV podcast day where me, I'm John, and my two college buddies, Brian and Chris, try to find the best Christmas television episodes ever made in the history of television and humanity. How are we doing today, boys? Hey, happy birthday. You know, to your yeah. cousin. That's big exciting. Up, big ups, Rick. I was going to yeah. say, we're not doing as good as Rick is today on his big birthday. Ho-ho. Hey, man. 31. 31's a big one. 30 fun. 31 full of 30 fun. Uh, how are your 31st birthdays? Because I am not 31. I'm 30. I'm young. I'm spry. Sexy. Oh, man. 31 during the panty? It was it was a trip, but we made the best of it. Got some Got some good food. Got some good gifts. Did a little virtual trivia. What more can you want? I remember. That's when you screwed your college friends out of the win. In yeah. Trivia. Yeah, that was really disappointing <laughs> to see. Yeah, when you fucking gave it to your Madison friends. We see it, uh-huh. We see where we stand. So my uh-huh. bad math skills destroyed friendships. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, were, we were so confused. We were like, wait. Like, we won. And we had Joe and Tony, who are good at math. <laughs> <laughs> Their powers combined. <laughs> yeah, but, like, me and Brian... No, 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 garbage. no. Just garbage. Yo, yeah. Listen, man, we went to school for humanities. Exactly. <laughs> My degree is in letters, not numbers. My degree is in brains, <laughs> not numbers. You sound like a serial killer. I really like yep. brains. Brains are my favorite. I've got to cut up a brain before. Jesus. That's pretty fun. What does it smell like? Uh, what it smell not like? Good. Yeah, I just want to know. I mean, I'm never going to have that experience in my life, and I'm kind of curious, so, you know, fuck me. Mostly formaldehyde. Oh, okay, sure. Because <laughs> it was preserved. Oh, okay. Like a little, little brain pickle. It didn't taste good either. But anyways, uh, are you guys getting excited <laughs> for Christmas? <laughs> oh, I sure am now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, we're in it. We're in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. It's here. There's no stopping it now. Trees up. I'm pretty excited because the worst part about Christmas is how long it is, and the best part is how quick it ends. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very fast turnover. And I'm pretty excited for it because you usually only have to deal with like a linger of Christmas for like two days before everyone starts to kind of get set for New Year's. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked that we're ready to fucking pull the plug on this bitch and get it down the drain. <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> Sell that bathwater. Yeah. This episode, one more, and then we're done for a while. We're in uh, we're in what I call the Santa's bathwater phase of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready to jar it up and sell it for 50 bucks a pop. <laughs> Gamer Santa bathwater. Mm. If you want to buy Yuletide TV podcast bathwater, be sure to go on the website and look at our merch store. You know, maybe we do that in the off season. Maybe we all Twitch stream Christmas-based video games in the off season. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, 
I think one of the South Park games is a Christmas game too. It's Christmas based. Really? Those are the only two I can think of. I think Santa's like oh, like Clay Fighter has like a guy with a Santa hat. If anyone has like a, I'm googling it right now. Multiplayer Christmas games: Batman Arkham Origins. Do you remember those old like Flash games that were like popular when you were in middle school and people were like, "Check it out! It's like you're bowling, but with elves." And uh, Chris, I mean, I believe you mean Newgrounds games. And yeah. Yes, I I know Newgrounds games. Oh, Newgrounds, we, very listen, well, guys. We've already done a Newgrounds segment on this podcast. I don't think we're going to... I don't think our viewers stuck around to hear another. Uh, they should. Because <laughs> they're going to get one. You want to talk about The Simpsons? Yeah, let's do it. We watched a Simpsons episode. We sure did. Which one did we watch? We watched The Miracle on Evergreen Terrace. And I also would like to apologize from the deepest cockles of my heart that I lied to you that you can't watch this on Hulu. No. You can only watch this on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That monopoly is strong. It used to be on Hulu. My mind said Hulu. The big D. Yeah. The big old... The big... The big <laughs> the D, plus. D. The three circles that control the universe. Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. That's all I got. Nice. Get back to work. I'm not going to continue. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. Right, get back to work. Up. Let's hurry up and do the podcast. <laughs> well, let's, let's get this one done. April's getting mad. Uh, yeah, I got to Get going. <laughs> uh, Chris is scary. Uh, yeah, I got a summary if you guys want to get through that. I mean. Hit me with it. Remind me of all the things that happened. It's kind of a, I mean, I did a detailed boy, but I kept it under the line limit. Because I follow the rules sometimes. <laughs> doesn't sound like a very bad boy to me but whatever if you fucking <laughs> shut your mouth uh <laughs> i'm not a spicy one today this is what happens when you wake me up early <laughs> but yeah anyways miracle on evergreen terrace mm-hmm. my favorite christmas episode mm-hmm. imdb harshly disagrees <laughs> but this episode begins with Homer and Marge going to the store to swindle shoppers out of the toys that they got for their children that they think their children would enjoy. After Marge gives the kids some questionable Christmas-themed cookies, the family celebrates their plastic tree before they hear their favorite festive sound, Homer poorly putting up the lights. Marge lays down the law about no present peeking until 7 a.m., and Bart does a first American alarm clock to circumvent Marge's plans. After a pee montage, Bart wakes up ready for mischief, and while playing with his Inferno Buster 3000, Bart causes a fire that melts the tree, making him scramble for a backup plan, which is to lie about a robbery and bury the tree-cum-hockey-puck in the backyard. The family discovers the stolen tree at 7.02, and after skipping church, files a forny police report and goes to cheer up the old folks. A drunk Homer sees the Christmas burglary become a news story and inspires the kindness of all of Springfield. The family uses the ill-gotten money for a new car, which they promptly aquatically detonate. Bart fesses up to the family who's tried to cover, who tries to cover for him to the news crew, making them the most hated family in Springfield. Marge fails to win the, ba- the money back on Jeopardy, much like Rosie Perez, and puts the family further into debt. The town cleans out the Simpsons' house in recompense, and the Simpsons learn no lessons. And I know that you're so eager to hear how we feel about this very 90s Fox Christmas. But before we do that, Chris has a special message from one of our podcast friends. Indeed I do. Today's featured podcast is Christmas Clatter. Host Todd Killian covers a wide range of Christmas topics on his podcast. And Brian and I were even lucky enough 
to guest on it back in November. Mm -hmm. Here's Todd to tell you a little bit more about what you can expect when you listen in. Hello, this is Todd Killiam from the Christmas Clatter Podcast. What makes Christmas special to you? Is it the movies or the music, the food or family, the gifts or decorations? Maybe those quiet moments of reflection. Whatever it is, join me for Christmas Clatter, a monthly podcast dedicated to everything that makes Christmas special. Visit christmasclatter.com for all social media links and find Christmas Clatter Podcast on all podcast apps. Thank you, and remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. Be sure to check out Christmas Clatter wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's talk about The Simpsons. Y'all ever burned any trees down before? <laughs> Never in my life. Wait, that's not true. I have, but it was after Christmas and it was used as kindling because it dried out. Yeah, that's like one of the underrated parts of Christmas. Yeah. in rural America for me is like dragging the tree out to the bon or dragging the tree out to the fire pit, have a little bonfire, have a little bonfire with your family. So it was a good time when we had real trees. Last year we didn't get to do that with our Christmas tree because you know we lived in an apartment and we did not have that ability. But it was a lot of fun throwing the Christmas tree off the balcony so we could get it to the garbage. <laughs> do you still do real trees? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we started doing real trees last year. We got a real tree this year. And it's delightful. <laughs> I bought an aluminum tree because I thought it was really funny. Nice. <laughs> so I got I got my girlfriend an aluminum tree for her apartment, and it's a hilarious color, and it makes me really laugh because I wanted to do some like really sixties ass shit. Because I guess like what color is it? It is like Barbie pink. Oh, is it? Oh man, I was wondering. There's like that's to me the funny like one of the funniest things in the Charlie Brown Christmas special when they go to the tree lot. And there are these fake ones, and there's this bright pink one that they knock on, and it sounds like hitting a trash can. <laughs> that is amazing. I wanted to get like a his and her tree, because oh. uh, there's like a, but I didn't end up getting one for me because there's like the one I got on Amazon has like fifty colors, and one is like goth black. <laughs> and I wanted to get my like goth black tree to put next to her like fucking pink one. I thought that'd be really funny. But I, I, I opted against it, sadly. Aww. But I got the aluminum tree because, like, my, my mom was telling me a story. Her family grew up owning, like, a flower shop and, like, plant shop. And it was really in vogue because my parents are old. They grew up in the 60s, so when it was super in vogue to have aluminum trees. And, the like, the biggest moneymaker they had for, like, December's, when obviously people aren't really buying anything about poinsettias, was... Their dad would buy a bunch of Christmas trees, and then he would just spray paint them colors. Because I guess it was, like, aluminum trees were for rich people at the <laughs> time. So, like, he would, like, he made, like, poor people versions of Christmas, of aluminum trees. Like, a real tree spray painted instead of an aluminum one. And I was like, you know what? That's inspiring enough to me to fuck with my girlfriend. <laughs> so. You just gotta draw that inspiration wherever you can get it, right? Oh, God, you need to. That's how you stay sane in life. Uh, <laughs> hopefully I don't melt at the aluminum tree okay. like, like Bartholomew. Yeah, yeah, that tree was, uh, man, what a controlled burn that... <laughs> it really I, makes you ask, what's the rest of the house made out of? Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. <laughs> it's one of the things, though, about The Simpsons growing up that my feeble, smallish mind couldn't handle. And it happens every now and then with other sitcoms 
where uh, I, I, I can't grasp, I couldn't grasp the idea that they were controlled episodes that weren't really canon. So it goes into like, oh my God, how are they going to get out of debt in the next episode? <laughs> or, oh my God, this is going to follow them around for the rest of their lives. And um, it just doesn't. It just doesn't matter. It just yep. doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's one of the beautiful and, yes, hard to hard to wrap your head around things about the simpsons when you're a child where it's just like but wait in the last episode this happened and we're just not going to talk about it anymore (laughs) pretty much well the episode the episode even kind of ends hinting at that (laughs) like where they like try to have like a little like come to jesus or like march has like a little like come to jesus moment in the family just starts like fighting over a towel (laughs) yeah (laughs) all their stuff is gone now what's gonna happen nope we're not gonna grow as people no and that's fine you know, you don't know what happens off camera. Maybe the town feels bad and gives them their fucking stove back. Yeah, again, though, my <laughs> feeble, smallish mind could not handle that kind of information. Oh, dude, this episode, like, never... I've never been bothered by that. My object permanence just wouldn't kick in. I guess I've never... I never developed object permanence. <laughs> <laughs> I just was, like, fine with it. I was just like, oh, well, it'll be fine next episode. I guess maybe because my experience with The Simpsons growing up was I never watched it in order i always like watched it on upn reruns yeah oh there's a throwback channel yep right that was like my experience with the simpsons it would be on at 4 30 and 6 30 and i was like that was like appointment viewing for me when i was a kid like i was glued to the tv those moments i just have like such a fondness for the simpsons and it makes me really happy and i guess like Maybe it's like cherished Christmas memories. I was like watching the December episodes because there's 700 episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> there's for a lot. Every holiday. There's a lot. But like every December, just like watching all the Christmas ones and being like, I fucking love this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Simpsons was always something that my parents wouldn't let us watch because it was inappropriate. And then I remember watching a couple episodes. I think we either downloaded a few off of, and here's the throwback, LimeWire. When that Ooh. was popular, so we just get Ooh, a taste. The FBI be coming for the you, FBI baby. Be coming for me, <laughs> right? And I remember watching it, thinking like, "Why the hell is this band?" It is so tame compared to like what animation becomes shortly <laughs> exactly. after. Exactly right. Well, and it's it's really weird because like it it was very vilified by like the George H W Bushes of the world in the early '90s because it's like not an appropriate way for a family to act. And now you have fucking Ted Cruz who, like, is out there doing Simpsons impressions. And it's just like... Oh, I thought you were going to say Ted Cruz retweeting porn links on his Twitter. Yeah. Or, (laughs) you know, Ted Cruz being the Zodiac Killer. You have the Fort Bragg military base official (laughs) Twitter account responding to porn stars on Twitter. (laughs) Right? Yep. (laughs) Like, let's just... Let's just take that in stride, huh? We're a, we're a moralist podcast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If only. If there's... If there's, there's <laughs> Chris is dreaming of the no, day. Chris, drag- <laughs> you're, getting dr- you're getting drugged to hell by the atheist and the agnostic. How does it feel? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Charismatic agnostic, please. <laughs> yeah, not charismatic atheist, unfortunately. <laughs> i'm the chevy chase of the podcast (laughs) you are not you are absolutely not because after the podcast is over i still want to spend time with you (laughs) well that's nice of you (laughs) chris is 50 50 on it (laughs) 
I think that's the funny part of that is too is when The Simpsons is good, which this is a good episode of The Simpsons. Still, it's still like Silver Age Simpsons where they understand what the show is about. The point is that it's like it shows that they're like flawed, but they like mm-hmm. they like love each other. Yeah, there's like they care about each other even if they're flawed. Mm-hmm. Like Homer, sure he stole those gifts for his kids from other people, but like he loves them enough to get Bart like the toy he wanted, right? And they like they do eventually do lose that. It's no Al Bundy for sure. No, like he does not just like fucking rip a TV off a wall and be like, ah, fuck it, here's a raise <laughs> TV. So like that's like yeah, like the point of the Simpsons right. is that it's like actually like a nuclear family who's maybe not happy all the time, but they're happy with their lives and happy with like being with each other right. and they like love each other right. and care about each other. And that's something that they eventually do lose when they decide Homer should just have high-functioning mental disabilities towards the end of the show. <laughs> this is also why I think I should personally go back through and start watching The Simpsons, because, again, I did not have that experience with The Simpsons, but now, you know, being more grown up and being able to, you know, having a slightly larger feeble mind can get attached to uh, the quickness of the jokes and the good writing behind it. I love the part where they're driving in the new car and they start spinning out and everybody starts giving him advice on how to correct. <laughs> and he goes, okay, one at a time. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> I love the like the little joke after it where you like, you expect like so many different things to happen and then what occurs is like the last thing you expect to happen <laughs> right like you expect like oh they're gonna get into a car crash oh this the car's gonna fall through the lake oh it just exploded yeah oh, it fell through the lake. right because it's like they actually just like bought a lemon is like what happened <laughs> is this car fifteen thousand dollars uh yeah it just tyler i mean there's so much good writing going on in this episode where it's you know there's physical comedy there's wordplay there's jokes there's sight gags and again it's just like for me i haven't gone back and really watched the simpsons in a long time uh we watched a couple treehouse of horrors this past halloween on on disney plus but i guess watching those treehouse of horrors you don't really get the same vibe as this like this is an actual you know it's it's a Christmas episode, but it's an episode of The Simpsons. And The Simpsons, in a way, too, is always, like, Christmas has kind of been in their wheelhouse, even though they're probably more well-known for their Halloween episodes, because the first Simpsons episode is a Christmas episode. Like, that's, it takes, yeah. it takes place, yeah. they get Santa's little helper <laughs> in in that yeah. very first episode of it. I think, like, Chris, like I said, it kind of, like, works for the simpsons because like ultimately when the show was successful it's a show about a family right. <laughs> it's like not a show about like guest appearances or sight gags so like this i don't know i'm just it's we've kind of been talking about it this is like a hard episode to talk about because the writing is so tight and well done mm-hmm. and we really struggle and we can't complain we're just like miserable people who love to complain like we're just yeah we just think we can do everything better uh we're not as good as everybody but it's like all right Christmas judgments, everybody. John, <laughs> fastest yeah, episode ever. We're actually just this entire podcast is an airing of the grievances. Yeah, <laughs> I got did a lot guys... of people with you. Gonna... Oh, damn it, I screwed that up. Even. Did Did you guys have a? You know, Brian, you mentioned the the car spinning out. Did you guys have other favorite gags? I you know I mentioned sight gags, and one of my favorites was 
Cliff's car chalet, where Cliff and car spelt with K's, and then chalet is spelt with a C. <laughs> so it's not KKK, but it's also like, why isn't it just CCC? Like, why? <laughs> it doesn't make sense on so many levels, which is why it's great. I loved threatening Alex Trebek yes. a lot. He's probably he was probably my favorite gag. I like for whatever reason, like a memory that always stuck in my head as a kid is the like snow covers everything. Pure, pure white snow. snow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the line I forgot about, which is such a good line from the Jeopardy part of the episode, is you s- you said you understood the rules before we started. <laughs> and it's just, Judges. Yeah, and it's just like, it, it's so menacing. Alex Trebek kills it. Alex Trebek is, an inc- like, every time he's, like, asked to act, he is very funny. He gets you know? in there. He is R. an R. incredible, incredible man. And I don't know if you've ever seen the outtakes of him swearing like a sailor to do TV promos for Phone in Jeopardy and, you know, all that I stuff. Did. But <laughs> he's just an that. awesome, yeah. awesome guy. Yeah, he's is he very funny. He's <laughs> like he he gets humor. He has good timing. Yeah. I don't know if he was an actor before he was a TV host or something, but he tends to get it pretty well. He, he just seemed very uh, aware of himself and his situation and knew how to have fun with it. Knew when to call himself a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Jeopardy isn't on twenty four hours a day, you dumb son of a bitch. I used to love watching Jeopardy. I think that's what made Jeopardy is like the beginning moment of me becoming an insufferable fun fact machine. <laughs> It's like watching that as a kid and being able to answer questions and feeling good about myself. Yeah. Was, and then I was just like, this is all I will know. <laughs> I remember feeling like a real dumb son of a bitch when we got the Jeopardy PS2 game for Christmas one year. <laughs> that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever, I I don't know if you ever tried to do it, but um, I tried to do the like Jeopardy, like the thing to get on Jeopardy like really? when I was like really bored. It's so hard. <laughs> it's, it is so fucking hard. We went to college with someone who was on Jeopardy. Who? Really? Kelly. What? Yeah, she yeah, she was on Jeopardy a few years ago. What? Good for her. Good for yeah, her. We'd love to see it. Yeah, I was not smart enough. I was not even close. <laughs> I was, which is the least surprising news in the history is that I'm less smart than I think I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> I was just like, I did it on a lark because it was like, it got like advertised on TV and I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing anything tonight. I'll call that number. (laughs) It's hard. It was real hard. Real hard questions. Shoshana and I were watching, because they have Jeopardy episodes on Netflix now. They have like different little collections and we were really bored one night, like before bed and we're just like, well, we'll throw this on and then we'll go to sleep. And we ended up watching like three of them because when you take the commercials out, like that that show just moves so fucking quick and it's like done before you even realize and you're like yeah let's do another let's go for it (laughs) it's fun it's it's it's, yeah it's a lot of fun i think it's probably because that show is so fun to like play along with is like why the white man can't jump joke that's in the this episode like works so well i have not seen white men can't jump since it was on comedy central in the middle of the day in the early 2000s it's the same joke as this. Okay, cool. Just make sure. It's like literally, literally like almost shot for shot. <laughs> <laughs> like super close. Except replace right, Ro- uh, Marge with Ro- with uh, hot Rosie Perez. Okay. All right. Now you know where my brain was at when I was eight years old watching White Man Can't Chop. <laughs> 
it's i think because like everyone knows that person would like want to be on that show and like think that that would solve their problems it will not no no it will destroy you yeah it will you'll get rocked you'll get worked out there (laughs) you're not ready for you're not ready for that jelly well i also think there's there's a performance situation to it as well because you know is jeopardy shot in front of an audience or no yeah i think so Okay, well, you're, you're in front of an audience, you're put on the spot, you've kind of got to have that showbiz aspect of you, or at least be able to drone it out, because if you watch legitimate celebrity Jeopardies, and not just Saturday Night Live specials uh, with Alec Trebek as Will Ferrell, why am I struggling to get through this? Jesus. Anyway. Um, Other way around, too. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you watch those, you know, those people struggle, and uh, unless... I remember watching one with Louis C.K., and he really shines in it because I think it's because he's so comfortable in front of the camera and uh, in a live situation like that, whereas you see other people who are smart and very capable individuals possibly struggle a bit with that kind of situation. The other thing with those shows, like these game shows, like a lot of these half-hour, like even Judge Judy or stuff, like they film like five episodes in a day. Like they just like crank this shit out. Like those people work... Like, the hosts work for, like, two months out of the year, film, you know, 300 episodes, and are like, cool, see you next year. (laughs) That sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a delight. I would be into that life. Did you guys uh, like the chalkboard gag? I did. I I liked it it because it's, like, that and the couch gag just get you, it's like, this is a Christmas episode. Like, here we go. Let's get in the mood. Yeah, it is an exceptionally Christmassy episode, mm-hmm. like which is great for our standards. Brian probably will not love the lesson of the episode, which is that uh, fucking material goods is what Christmas is about, baby. <laughs> uh, You're, wait, but, you know what? <laughs> Why do I get thrown under the that's bus? That's like for the that? lesson. Because you're the one who judges episodes by lessons. Oh, yeah, that's I good judge point. episodes yeah. by if Sorry, I had I fun. Sorry, I forgot about that trope for a second. <laughs> I'm fun, Dad. Your consequences, Dad. <laughs> Chris is disappointed, Dad. I remain the RA. We are your three dads. <laughs> your, your three podcast dads. <laughs> I did like the um, the cookie thing. I I watched a Hallmark Christmas movie this this season that had a similar a similar idea of taking a standard Christmas cookie shape and turning it into something else where this it was trees becoming bloody spears the hallmark movie took gingerbread men turned <laughs> them upside down and then you can turn them into reindeer Ooh. it was wild eh? but yeah eh? think about it just just think about it for a minute just flip that uh, yeah what does the head become be- oh i get it <laughs> I don't like it, but I get it. It was, I, I wish I could remember what the movie was, but it was wild because the the woman was telling this to the guy and he straight up did not believe her. He's like, no way, you can't actually do that. It's like, no, actually, it's not that hard. <laughs> I also like that this uh, show continued the, what most of the animated shows that we've reviewed this season have done, which is callbacks to other Christmas movies, we have the old folks when they go visit the home doing some peanut dance moves. You have a kind of it's a wonderful life thing after the town comes together to to give the Simpsons all their money. Yep. But I, I like that this one was, you know, those were thrown in there a little more subtly than in some of the other ones that we've done. And they weren't 
trying to cram everything chock full of them. It's just like, eh, this is an opportunity. We'll we'll sprinkle a little bit in here. Which character do you feel shined the most for you? Grandpa. Okay, Chris. I mean, I this is kind of a cop-out, but I really liked Homer in this because he defers to Lisa on a lot of things. Like, Lisa, where's Christmas? <laughs> and, and also just the beginning where he goes, when Marge is asking him why they're going Christmas shopping on the 24th, and he's just like, I crave the hustle and bustle. And I'm just like, that's... <laughs> relates too much to my dad i love it too much <laughs> so it's it's kind of cop out but homer <laughs> yeah that's what for me it was i was a big kent brockman stan on this one ken had some good moments <laughs> i just want to thank you guys this me. has been a great story for, for me, me. <laughs> so growing up in the green bay area there's a news anchor who taught at st norbert who yep. reminds me so much of fucking ken brockman he, yeah. yeah that was like and maybe it's because like i was like seeing them at the same time a lot as a kid because i would get control of the tv at like 4 30 and then the five o'clock news and then i would get it back so i'd probably like maybe they like mush together in my dumb little brain but like that was like always something that like worked in my brain is like that dude is fucking ken brockman isn't he What's his name? Like, I'm trying to look it up right now because right? I took uh, his class. Let me, was it Tom yeah, something? Chris and I were in his class at the I same time. It is Tom time. something. And we went to uh, the studio to see, what was it, like a Sunday night broadcast or something like that? And he was getting like real pissed Tom. that they were like going over what the uh, going over their runtime. Like, oh, Tom, to... Tom Milburn. He is retired. <laughs> That's it. He, he, is, he is retired now. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him, but, like, yeah, he just, like, always reminded me of Kent Brackman. Like, even kind of, like, looks like he him. He does kind of look like him. Like, his face shapes the same way. <laughs> but uh, kind of to, to, I guess, to echo off both of you, I did really love Grandpa in both of his lines, killing it, yeah. as always. No, that, that candle shows bright and hilarious. briefly. The pharmacy man coming, uh, <laughs> coming around. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Whacked us all up. <laughs> I think this was actually, like, a really good Homer episode where what works about the Homer character that they lose is really highlighted where it's like, yeah, like he's dumb and he's like inconsiderate and, or like he's dumb and he doesn't quite like understand things, but there's like effort there. Like he's like, I crave the hustle and bustle where it's like, I probably didn't want to go shopping, but I had, I had to. And I guess this is the best way to justify it. So I don't seem dumb. Yep. (laughs) Even though it makes me sound dumber. He's the Michael Scott of animated dads. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Like, except he's not like inf- abysmal to watch. Right. Infinitely more likable. I know we never, I know we didn't get, I'm sure we talked about The Office, but I, I truly think they should have kept Michael Scott as unlikable as the first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my hot works. take. Chris said it best. Like, even if your boss has really good intentions, it's still a bad boss. Absolutely. Yeah. You still don't want to work for that guy. You no. still don't want to work for that But, like, I would, I would fucking work in a sales job, which I know well. Uh, I don't want to say it off myself, but like, no, would not, would not want to work there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I guess because we're kind of, we're kind of scramble boy, and yeah, I guess I got like one more little, little, little hope for a bit here. What would you steal from a house if you were taking back all of your stuff? <laughs> that is, that is a nice. Uh, well, it's not a direct tie because no one actually stole anything in this episode, but that kind of connects the uh, to the supernatural episode where <laughs> they stole the Barbie, and it connects to Clone High. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Nice little through line for us. Yeah. What would I steal? I don't know. I'd probably just try and steal the biggest thing I could carry out of the house. I mean, because right. it's going to be the most obvious. So, Because they're wrapped. I mean, the presents are wrapped. I'm not going to sit there and unwrap presents. No. Well, they were taking, like, stoves and stuff. They took the dog oh, and the cat. I, I see, personally I see would what take, you're saying. I would I take was, your dog. I was misinterpreting the question. That when was you ransack bad. a house. Yeah. But, you Brian, go you first? go and I'll come back. I'll come back and do Um, I guess it depends on what I think is the nicest thing in the house. You know, and if April's there to help me out with a dolly, that that's a big, that's a big, you know, because I was just thinking if there's like a nice gas range stove, I would steal that. Well, or they, refrigerator. I think it was Hans Molman was carrying a gas stove <laughs> yeah, on his back. Yeah, he was. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm just thinking of the two appliances I need to replace first, probably like or the oldest appliances that are still working quite fine. Like, you know, fridge and a stove. Because those mm-hmm. those things are fucking expensive. I mean, in modern times, I'd probably dip to your computer or your, like, TV. I don't know. Not but if, if those like, are already gone, I'm, ta- I'm taking your dog. It's like a sure. Lenovo Your dog laptop. is not my dog. I did, I did like that. how they took they took all of their pets. The, the cat, the dog, and a <laughs> <Yeah>. fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I did really love the 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 little scene with Homer. Or with uh, Krusty and Otto. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with the, going for the medic. <laughs> Yeah, the medicine <laughs> it's cabinet cleaned out and he just turns around yeah well all right this is a good episode of television so uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> y'all want to do some final judgments and try to distract ourselves with something we say during it yes <laughs> this title this episode title should be the boys review another classic <laughs> no because that hurts our seo brian oh fine us. Yeah, the boys review the but, but you should put like a special tag where it's like the skippable episodes are the stuff that we like. Yeah, right. <laughs> we reconfirm what everybody else already knew. Simpsons <laughs> is good. Yeah, turns out the Simpsons before like season fifteen really good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to do a three way rock paper scissors for who goes first? Um, rock, paper, well, it's, well, scissors. Heart. <laughs> Captain Planet. Uh, there's some millennial humor. Hey, yeah, fuck it. I'll go first. Yeah, go first, John. You, you, yeah. It's a classic, man. It's. I'm breaking the tradition. Host goes first. Hosting privilege. <laughs> it's a classic. It is The Simpsons when The Simpsons was good. I know this is not the favorite Christmas Simpsons episode. I'm sure modern Christmas Simpsons episodes are probably not good, but so I'm not going to say you can't find a bad Christmas episode of The Simpsons because I do not want to get well actually <laughs> by some Christmas dweeb on the internet. Yeah. Fuck you, comic book guy. Uh, but Christmas book guy, don't correct me. Let me be wrong, nerd. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's got all. It hits all the notes. It has a lot of like fun stuff about it. The P montage is, we didn't get to talk about it, but underratedly funny and bizarre, and it <laughs> makes me giggle a lot. I had a great time with it. Uh, it is uh, Inferno Buster 3000 for sure. Other categories I'd accept if you want to break tradition is Yellow Sweater is the medium and Christmas Tree Fire is bad. Okay. <laughs> but okay. L Class Equal for sure. I will pass the, pass the ownership to whoever wants to go next. Yeah, you got to popcorn it. You got to popcorn to someone else. Nope. I don't know what that is. You guys popcorn to yourselves. Fuck. The popcorn's on the popcorn's on the floor. It's whoever dives on top of it. Wait. <laughs> are we within the five second rule or not? 
It doesn't matter. It's not for eating. It's for ownership. Fine. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Christmas. It's a Christmas <laughs> classic. Point. You know, I think it's a very well-contained episode. I think you can ingest it with your family every year on the holiday and still enjoy it. And, uh, you know, to everybody's point, the lesson is family. And that's what I enjoy about it. At the end of the episode, the family's still together, still having a good time. I mean, yeah, they're chasing each other around the house over a dish towel, but they're having a good time with it. So I liked it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three for three here. I, I debated a little bit about calling this like a good pair of socks, but I I think Christmas classic is the right call on this. I mean, there's so many Simpsons Christmas episodes, but there's no rule in our rule book that says we can't have multiple Christmas classics within the same series. If you do it right, you do it yeah. right. And uh, mm-hmm. this this episode does it right. I'm glad that you didn't get a pair of socks here because I would have had to Homer trope. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But it's it is a good episode, and I think you know we've talked about the family, John. You talked a little bit about the end scene with the washcloth, but the Simpsons is known for extending its gags. You know, we can all talk about or think about the sideshow Bob Rake scene, but it also can do a nice job extending the sweet moments when it wants to. And I think this ending, where you zoom out of the house. And you see the family kind of chasing each other around, just having a good time playing with this washcloth, goes on for just a couple seconds more than you might expect it to. And I think that just kind of really ends the episode on such a nice note that no matter how dysfunctional this family is, they're a family and they're together and that's not going to change. And they're going to find, you know, it's not really the point of the Simpsons to like find the bright spots in dark moments, but they do sometimes. And this is a good example of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was very well said, Chris. I really appreciate Good, good work here. Good, good job on getting the core of the Simpsons and why I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, if you want to, I, I guess I have two things. Brian, if you want to start watching some like classic Simpsons episodes. Yes. Probably start on the Bleeding Gums Murphy one. Okay, that sounds a little terrifying out of context, but I'll watch it and let you know. <laughs> or the Stonecutters one is very funny, too. That's maybe, for me, the funniest episode of The Simpsons in general is the Stonecutters. Okay. The other the other Christmas one I remember that is, I think, later than this one and, and starts to get on that edge of where it starts to go downhill is the one where the toy company takes over the school and they have, like, a weird Furby-like toy that they focus group to death to produce that one's pretty good that's a pretty good christmas one too i think what maybe kills the simpsons is like when it becomes like nigh unwatchable is post movie it's probably like a good probably a good marker where like it gets start it starts getting a little too bad yeah like post spider pig yeah that's that's another good (laughs) marker the other simpsons related thing i had to get because i just want to i guess i get my rare time to get to talk about on the podcast is there is an mma rule depending on what state you're in how it's worded in your commission it'll occasionally be worded as you cannot you cannot do homer chokes (laughs) 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 the other way it's worded is really not appropriate and i hope it's been changed (laughs) okay but yeah like it's occasionally worded as homer chokes and i love that so much it makes me so happy no homer joking but you got to have big enough hands you got to have big hands like homer you can't have little hands like lisa (laughs) all right well i guess after after i have doomed myself to hosting a good episode 
uh, that we don't disagree on. I'm uh, I'm getting ready to to hand it back from the. We're gonna move from the penultimate episode of this season to the ultimate episode of this season, the finale, if you will. Chris, would you like to tell people about it? Yes, for our final episode, we are gonna close out season two with a Christmas Day discussion on Death Takes a Holiday from the ninth season of MASH, which you can find mm-hmm. on Hulu as well. Well, I guess not as well, because we said you can't find this one there. But on Hulu. I love MASH. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this episode. I think it's going to be a fun one to end on. So come back on Christmas Day and spend a little time with us, uh, because you might not be able to spend it with your family this year due to, you know, or everything and middle of a panty <laughs> to, to the panty and uh so yeah we'll we'll give you a nice little 45 minute reprieve and show you a little nice 20 25 minute episode that you can watch on your on your christmas day and it's going to compete with for the best opening for sure it might out compete er oh in terms Ooh. of theme songs it i yeah. mean we had a very strong strong year of theme songs i think yeah. overall there's some there's some good stuff you happening. You probably can't song. fuck to the mash theme song. You you probably can't fuck to the mash theme song though. It's a little mm. too sad. It's probably just a touch too yeah. sad. <laughs> a little dour. A little too dour. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're looking for a last minute Christmas gift for us, you can always rate and review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you decide to get it. Apple Podcasts is a good place. You have to two do. days to allow me to celebrate Christmas indoors. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's big t time. has when, been when... reading these and she has not been pleased Ooh. i i would love to be let back into my childhood home just once just, just one last it. time just to, just to see it again let's take let's take a look real quick thank yeah. you yeah dr enlaw for sending though uh the plot synopsis sounds quite detailed thank you holly kumo for i really enjoyed listening maddie 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 25 we are a hoot and that validation Thank you. is, you know, important to us. Uh, not brand the co-host says uh, some really nice things about everybody. And uh, we really enjoy y'all. And yeah. then finally, uh, thank you to Shoshana BD. <laughs> For a second, I thought that was like Shoshana bad. And then my dyslexic brain corrected. Who? Wait, wait. What a, what a unique name. I don't know that we've ever met, a sh- any of us have ever met a Shoshana. No. Maybe? I don't know. Someone was trying to remember her name, and they said, now what's her name again? Uh, show... Shilla? And... Shilla? <laughs> and I was like, close. Not, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> thanks to everybody, though. Yeah, thanks. For leaving those yeah. reviews. Leave a few more, though. Get John back into that childhood home. Yeah. Thanks for supporting us. Support some of our other Christmas podcasting friends. Christmas Clatter, as we mentioned earlier. We'll include a link to them in the show notes. And we'll uh, repost our episode that Brian and I were on with them uh, on our socials. Contact us. That's right. If you want to send us any Christmas well wishes, yuletidetv at gmail.com is a great place to email us. And guess what? We're getting down to the end of this season. We got another season coming next year. Send us some ideas. What do you want us to cover? Do you got some good ideas for theme weeks? Do you have some episodes you think we should be watching? Let us know. This is a good time to do it as we begin planning. You can also do that on Instagram or Twitter at Yuletide TV. We're there. All right. 
All right, so one more day. We hope you get all your shopping done. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you can enjoy your holiday in the best way possible, no matter how different that might be this year. But until that time, I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I am John. How you doing? <laughs> Season three, the musical episode. Oh, oh yeah, we're ending ending with a musical episode. <laughs> we should we should do a Christmas play, one of our bonus episodes. A Christmas play, okay. We'll, yeah, we'll that'd be pretty. We'll funny. look into that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're glad you're still alive. Rudolph's nose is an alcohol related. <laughs> Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com and Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.